This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We are. Uh, we will be doing the question answer format. Done is we've asked, uh, gentlemen can sit down. We've asked a number of the boys to prepare questions. We have some questions. Maybe we'll start off with a question or two, and then we'll see how it goes. Seder? Okay, Seder. Okay, Shakar, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been, uh, I think, two years. Um, we haven't been able to be here. It's just, you know, because of uh, one, one of the unfortunate, one of the many unfortunate events. And Baruch Hashem, it's nice to be. It looks like this Rabbah Sapsolim. And uh, Hashem, uh, a year of staking for everybody. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate the Rosh for coming. A lot of questions were sent in. I tried to group some of them together and turn them into larger questions. What is the proper perspective on previous activities that we were involved in that were negative halacha, but that we have fond memories of? How do we and should we regret things if they are happy memories? In light of the fact that regret is one of the criteria of tshuva, should I work on regretting these positive memories? Furthermore, what if I don't regret my past at all? Most of what happened was not my fault. It was all that I knew at the time. So, I mean, it's, it's a question that really goes to the heart of Avodah Hashem. I, I, I would like to sort of reflect a little bit and try and understand the difference between activities we had pleasure from and activities we think were good. We tend to use the word good um, anything we enjoyed. So if I enjoyed something, I can't deny the fact that I enjoyed it. So let's take an example that'll be easier to, to, to deal with a minute. A person was mean for whatever reason and he would enjoy needling somebody hurting somebody, getting at somebody. And now the person changes. So he can't deny the fact that it was pleasurable, but he understands now that the pleasure was based on a false premise. The pleasure was based on the fact that feeling better than someone else, and when the person feels hurt, gave me pleasure, and that's wrong. We can actually form the... We, we can sort of give the framework what we enjoy. Let's take a simple example. When you're a kid, you enjoy patching with mud. You really enjoy it. As an adult, what happened was your sense of what you like changes. And you want to look respectable. You want to look nice. And that's why playing in mud becomes something that you don't enjoy so much. A person enjoys a virus because... He's a physical being, and his sense of enjoying was physical. Now I've changed, and I realize that I'm much deeper than a physical being. I'm, I'm, I'm a chelikal kaimimal, and 
what I'm proud of is when that shows, when, when I am in control of myself and I do what I know is dignified, is right. So I can understand it as a growing, as, 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 a, as a growing path. The things that we enjoyed doing were a havamina. And now I've changed. And now I understand why this shouldn't give me pleasure. And the more I understand, the further away I am. So guilt conscience doesn't really get you any place. And like you said, it's, sometimes we didn't know it was wrong. Just like when you did stupid things as a kid. And believe it or not, Sunday you look back and say, I did stupid things as a teenager. I know it's hard to, to believe that, but Sunday you look back and you say, you know, not everything I did was so smart. But don't have to feel guilty. It's just <laughs> that you will have grown. And you can say to yourself, I grew, and now I understand that what's right and what's wrong is different. What should be give me pleasure is something else. And I've changed that way. So any person who's progressed, any person who's, I hate using the word doing tshuva in the sense of kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you sort of uh, go through like this nebbish period and, and a lot of vidu and chatanu, but it's a growth period. And you look back at what was, at what was, and you say, Baruch Hashem, I'm past that. That's, that's a healthy way to look at it. What is the correct perspective on tolerance and respect for different types of people, including those that run counter to Torah values and lifestyle, like the LGBT community? So, it, it's true of anything. It's true, let's, let me make a, a, a statement. Unfortunately, we tend to align ourselves with different people that on the surface seem to think like us, and we swallow their whole mentality, hook, line, and sinker. Certain things are wrong because the Torah said they're wrong, and that's it. The sort of rough, I know, I'm not going to use terms, redneck type of approach, that's not our approach. Our approach is there's asa and there's muta. When a person is doing a virus, <coughs> how do we deal with it? When a person is espousing ideas that are wrong, that run counter tashkafa. So once upon a time, when people knew better and it was wanting, their various were wrong, <coughs> so we tended to push back and tochacha and so on because they knew it was wrong and we knew they knew it was wrong and we, the whole area of treating people as baliavera came from that. The Chazanish writes that today we can't look at people that way because most of the people we attribute, for whatever reason, they're, they're wrong because they were brought up a certain way, they were influenced a certain way, and so on. So let's take something less volatile. Let's take something like Chal Shabbos. I remember when if somebody was a Mechal Shabbos, there would be, an, and there are shuls where the person would be not welcome, a kind of, you know, certain, to come in Shabbos and daven, when you're a Mechal Shabbos, you're a hypocrite. Today, we understand that people have a hard time, they don't know better, they've, they've, they're mushba from the Sviva, and we welcome with the hope that they do right. The one thing that's wrong to do is to tell the person it's okay to drive on Shabbos. 
if you think it's okay to drive on Shabbos, it's okay on Shabbos. No. I would be lying to him and to myself and to Kodesh Baruch Hu. I need to say, it's wrong, it's asa, but I understand you're coming from a different place that I'm coming from. It's tough. I know that you, who you are internally, is a good person, a good neshama. And in Mirz Hashem, my fervent hope and dream is that you do what's right. It's very important not to lie about what's right and wrong, and yet to embrace every person. It's tough. It, it means walking a tightrope. But Emmis usually is a tightrope. And that's what we have to do. Any follow-up questions? Or was it... it I, I don't remember. If there's a follow-up question or any of the questions that we ask, before we continue, you could feel free to ask a follow-up. What, what tips does the Rosh Hashiva have to combat looking at inappropriate websites? Does Rosh Hashiva have any tips on how young boys should work on Kedusha in a world which is going completely in the opposite direction? And the majority of us have already been immersed in that culture since our childhood. So I think it has to start with the Asay Tov. In the sense, a person, A, needs to formulate in his mind why Kedusha is appropriate, why a person is so much of a nobler person when he controls his instincts and he, you know, he's not nimshach to his taiva. That's, that is what's right and appropriate. And to slowly, to, to learn how to avoid places, how to avoid whatever it is that a person is nimshach to. So if, if he knows this is a circumstance that will bring him to read, see, um, etc., what he shouldn't. But more important is understanding with all the very strong chazal that there are and the very strong mamarim there are about it, we are who we are. We are brought up in a world that is so different than the world that existed when it was written. The values didn't change, but the circumstances changed. Let's give a simple, just a muscle so we understand ourselves. If a person were to walk across the hallway here and it would take him 10 minutes, I don't think anyone would pat themselves on the backs. But if, God forbid, somebody got up from a major stroke and slowly, day after day, took another step, and he's finally able to walk down that hallway in 10 minutes, he would feel extraordinarily good about himself because it is accomplishment. <coughs> the world we live today is what it is, and that's how we brought up, and the values. For us to be able to understand that Kedusha is a positive value, and that we're working on moving towards it, and we're taking the steps, we, we take, we, 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 take out things from our lives that we feel run counter to Kedusha. I mean, on a very practical level, there are all sorts of filtering devices that make it a little annoying to use, but are very helpful in, in going further. Step by step, so that the person's um, roadway in life doesn't take him through the worst of it. So continuing to build this positive sense of Kedusha and taking practical steps, moving away from these things, are very helpful. There's one more area that is very important. And this is why yeshivas were established with the format they were. 
the Litvish yeshivas, which is one of the drachim to Eved Hashem, but as opposed to Chsidish or others, was a strong emphasis on a rischa de raisa. In other words, the, the emphasis was less on knowing, like rote memorization and, and so on, but a lot of action. And part of it was that the, that, that the, the, the is is sort of a, is the blood boiling, so to speak. Action. And when a person is engaged in very strong, he's very strongly involved in, 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 in active learning, that engages the person and absorbs. Just like when a person is playing a very, very, um, he's playing a very important basketball game against a very strong opponent, you're so absorbed, you don't think about anything but the ball and the basket. Um, the, 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 when a person gets absorbed in learning in a very meaningful way, and he's, and, and he's out to understand, to ask, to answer, to rebuff the other questions, so on, it, it absorbs a person's energy, and it gives a person a certain thrill that gives him chiyos. And that's the zela umaseh. There's an extraordinary Zohar, which is worth sharing. The Zohar asked, someone asked, I don't remember who the two protagonists were, someone asked, why didn't the Chachamim get together and get rid of the Eitzahara of Arias once and for all? It's sort of running parallel to the Gemara humor. So the Zohar answers, if we wouldn't have the Eitzahara of Arias, we wouldn't have the Chedvah of the the joy of learning. That's incredible. That joy of conquest, of realizing yourself, of, of, of that burning um, urge is the type of pleasure, it's the same pleasure nerve, so to speak, that goes for learning. So the Litvish Yeshiva's emphasis was let's get Baruchim excited about learning, engage in learning, and fight, argue, win, you know, back and forth, and that, and that sort of absorbs you into Ketusha. So a very, very active base medrash, very strong involvement, very challenging environment in learning, speaks, it addresses a lot of the male need. And that's one of the reasons why there's a big difference between a girl's education track and, and men's education track. For a bacher, the, the fighting and learning, the arguing, the, 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 that, that drive fulfills a, a certain niche, which is the ruchniistic pleasure of a person, as opposed to the to the to the to, the, to, the, to, the, to the, the klipa, a woman has a different set of what what gives her that ruchnius, and it's something else. So so being involved in learning in a very strong and meaningful way is something which fills you with uh, um, if once there's no vacuum there, yetsar is a much harder time to come in. Why is there so much emphasis on learning Gemara, especially in a situation where one doesn't connect to it? Should Hasidus be added to the Yeshiva curriculum? What is the Yeshiva's opinion on the Neo-Hasidic movement? So this actually segues from what you said before. Um, the, 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 so first of all, on an emotional, um, <coughs> on an emotional uh, level, nefeshtika level, 
the learning in Gemara addresses something extremely to the core of our personality. That's one reason on a very practical level why it should do it. There's a no, there, there are many ways, but let me, I, I want to describe a certain, a certain Nakuda. One is the heart of a person and his neshama is who he is. But the problem with that is that there is no real um, control whether it's emis, sheker, or dimyon. I was involved, I don't know, about two years or three years ago, I was involved with, with some, um, some parent in the, in the school who it was a, a, a vaccination issue n- number one, uh, take one. This was the, the measles vaccination, something like that. And, the, and I was trying to explain the Shiva's policy to this person, to these, these people, very nice people, but, and logically what, what they said made no sense. But the person told me, you have to listen to what your inner heart says. Now, is your inner heart talking or is it your fantasy talking? You need to have um, it, it, a tools to discern emis from Shekha. Because imagination fills a person, swines a person. <coughs> but imagination can take a person to who knows where. Um, my Rebbe Chaim Shalevitz used to say, he had an expression, that a neshama is the holiest thing in the world. But if it has no body, it becomes a demon. It says the Gemara, that, the, that, that the, the demons were neshamas that didn't have a body to house them. When a person lives in a world of imagination and fantasy, then he drifts off. And there's no way to discern. So if a person comes along and he presents a shita, is it emis? Is it sheka? The heart doesn't have that tool, that critical tool. Gemara is the basis for what's right and wrong. <coughs> when you learn a sugya, you come out with the halacha, you know what the halacha is, you can say this is wrong. And I don't care who's saying differently, it's wrong. Then I look for inspiration so that, that I'm motivated to do it and that, and, and that I do it in a way that has neshama to it. But movements in Klal Yisrael that didn't put any emphasis on it drifted away to crazy places because there's, there's no stopping it. And that's why you get, when you get so much of, of things that are, people mean well, it's spiritual, quasi-spiritual, reminiscent of something spiritual, fantasy. <coughs> I wrote last, uh, last my Rebbe my Shapiro's yard site was on a Sarbatavis. And I, I did something in the, in the Hebrew Yated, and the person asked me, why was Ramesha Shapiro so insistent that the people listening to him be Tamil Chachamim? Somebody who, who didn't have a real handle in, in Gemara, in, in a real fundamental way, he was very unhappy if they, they hung around. He was very Merachik. And I said, for this reason, when, when a person has the body right, and he inspires it with a neshama, that's shleimus. When you have a body without a neshama, it's dry, lifeless, and dead. When you have a neshama without a body, it's destructive. 
because the person thinks he's who knows where, but he's not doing anything right. So imagine a person, let's give a very simple, uh, and you'll probably have an idea what I mean, but imagine a person sits and sings about love and care and all sorts of wonderful things like that, but is clueless about cleaning up his house. He's clueless about how to raise children. He's clueless about things like, so, so the person means well somewhere, but, but he's destructive. There's nothing concrete coming out of it. Person speaks about Kaddish Baruch and loving Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's wonderful. But Kaddish Baruch Hu told us what he wants and he, how he wants us to be, how he wants to develop. And if a person can't do it, he's lacking. It doesn't, it's just like imagine somebody that, you know, a person who's very friendly likes you, but whenever you need something, he never gets it done. He's, he's inept, incompetent, uncaring. <coughs> At some point, you just become disgusted with the person. Ruchnius is bringing Ruchnius into our physical world, which means understanding what we're doing and then doing it. It means spending, being up all night feeding a baby. It means getting up on time for shachris. It means learning when you're fidgeting and you don't feel like learning. It means not lashing out at somebody when he got you annoyed. It means 101 practical things. And that's why one is wary of having more uh, an imbalance between the spiritual to the physical. Between, and that's learning Gemara is the physical concrete part of Yiddishkeit. This is the way halacha starts. It starts on the ground up. And there's a, there's a story told around about there was a, um, a certain, there was a, the entire in front of a Dayan. There are variations of this story, but this standing is different. The, the, and the, it was something to do with someone who had, was Nifta. He had left over debts that he hadn't, that he hadn't uh, paid. The money was, there was a Soman there, and halachically he couldn't collect. And the, the diamond thing in Torah, and then he fainted. When he came to, he said the, the nifta had just appeared to him and told him that, the right, that he has no menucha, and the right thing to do is to give the money to people he owes it to. So everybody said, So what's the halacha? So the halacha is they shouldn't. It's usher. That's the Lebish Shemaimi. The din Torah is what it says. And Yikov Adin Sahar, and so it has to be. So, neo Hasidus, again, I don't know what it means. It's, it's, you know, it means whatever everybody wants it to mean. So, so you know, it, it, I, I, but in generally, the fact that people are yearning for a spiritual dimension to halacha is good. And it's meant to add, it's meant to inspire, it's meant to give life. But if it comes at the price of halacha and practical Yiddishkeit, it's destructive. The balance between a neshama and a guf is vital. A guf without a neshama is dead, and a neshama without a guf is a demon. It's all over the place, and it's destructive. So, so uh, the, the, the fact that people today are yearning, Hasidus meant to add that dimension. And that's why it's an extremely, it, it was an extraordinarily crucial piece of Klai Yisrael Shleimus. That's what's Matzliach. The fact that people today are looking for some similar dimension is a positive thing. But when it comes at the price of not investing enough in, in the lemaise of it, it's not only not right, it, it, it itself becomes destructive. The person becomes 
cut off from from real from reality of Yiddishkeit, from the from the practical expression of, of Yiddishkeit. We just have a follow up. Yeah. Could you, is Roshiva able to just speak a little more about when students say, like, I don't feel connected to the Gemara? So, um, there are things that we, uh, there are things we do, for instance, we all believe that, that children should have a general education of some sort. We, we would like them to, you know, everybody to based on, on what they understand in terms of mathematics or history or science. We don't ask ourselves, are you interested in it? When a child makes a decision, what's my career? Well, we start looking, is it, are you more science orientation, language orientation, art orientation, etc. But there are certain <laughs> basics that I believe you're crippled if you don't have it. To, to Gemara, at a basic level, where you A, have the basic skill of going through a sugya and understanding question, answer, bottom line. When you can understand just how a halacha reads, the basic sense of how, how much real emes goes into constructing halacha. I, I want to hop on this point a moment. If you're not educated in learning, so yeah, this rabbi says it's okay, this rabbi says it's not okay. So what's, what's the machlokas? He's grumpy and he's nice. I guess that's the, that's the lishitoso. He, he's always grumpy and he always doesn't like, you know, it's, it's, everything's asa, asa, asa. He's a real nice guy. Everything's muta, muta, muta. The, 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 um, the, 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 the uh, you know, if you don't get it, you, have a, you must know it to be a minimally observant yid who has some sense of what's going on. So not everything you do, you have to connect to. Just like you would want your own son to know basics of science, basics of math, <coughs> basics of history. And if your child comes home and says, I'm not, I'm not made to be a historian, I'm, 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 I'm a computer geek. I said, that's fine. But, but, but to have the basic facts of, of, of the world is important, and vice versa. The, the Yiddishkeit is built the, the thing in Yiddishkeit that's most real is halacha. And the sort of halacha is the Gemara, Torah Shabbat Peh. Having a basic understanding of it is a necessity to be a really observant yid. If not, you're kind of a guy blindly following a rabbi, but in your heart you really don't, don't know what's going on. And, and getting that down, and then, and then finding the part of Torah that does talk to you. But that's why it's it's critical to invest in this. Yeah. <coughs> yes. Could you introduce yourself? I just like to get the, what's David. your name? David. From? Monty. Yeah. But we're supposed to we're supposed to learn our whole lives. If one can gain a basic understanding of a whole life in not that many years, it doesn't take that long to, to get like a general feel of a I'm in awe of you. I'm still working at it fifty years <laughs> down the pike and, and, and I'm still did she said like a like a like a basic like level understanding like like he compared it to like to, to like elementary school math meaning yeah but if, okay good I I'm I'm glad you called that one the, the, what I, what I meant is a knowing it, it, halach is very big knowing the different areas in every area gives you another piece of it but but the critical part of these years. To learn, to learn Gemara seriously once you pass Yeshiva years, if, if you need to, 
If that's to get into that, it's almost impossible. To be able to understand how a Gemara is formed, how a basic machlokas Rishonim is formed, the care with which shitas are weighed until decisions made, that basic skill at a basic level, only in yeshiva can you get it. Once you pass the yeshiva, you don't have the time and the head for it to, to be able to do it. And that's why that's critical. In Mitz Hashem, the rest of your life, you spend adding up the picture of Torah. But, but, but getting that thing down is critical these years. At some point, one's going to get a connection to it. Correct, but then Torah is big. Torah is, is also a big circle. I want to know some about Zroyim. I want some Tyrus. I want to know some Kachim. Believe me, there, there's, there's... If we believe the entirety of Torah is the expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will and Chachma, in as much as I'm missing from it, I'm missing the real picture. So, so it's just like on a, on a globe. If, if you don't have the other side of it, you, you're only seeing part of it. So a lifetime endeavor is to see everything as much as you can. But the critical skill level is, is, is what's realized over here. Yeah? The Rosh Hashiva spoke about the, um, the, the negative effects of imagination and fantasy. How can we use imagination and fantasy in a positive sense in our world So... If I can give the marshal, the simple marshal is, the analogy would be an engine and the brakes and steering wheel and so on. Imagination is really what pushes a person to do more than himself. L- let's, you, let's take some, an example. There's a lot of, when we ask people, what, what's unique about being a person? We're smart, very smart. So biologists constantly come up with measurements that animals have intelligence. Crows are able to count to five. Um, that soon that'll be enough to get them to college. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, uh, octopuses can, can f- have spatial, it's fascinating, but do have ability to figure out spatial dimensions and, and so on. They're, v- they're actually very clever at it. And so it's a question of just more or less. What they don't have is imagination in the sense of <coughs> wanting to be somewhere I'm not, wanting to be something I'm not, dreaming. An animal is stuck where it is. The morale says, behema is ba-ma. It is what it is. Adam is ma. He's always what. So um, imagination is the key for going further. If a person <coughs> imagines about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I can be much more than me. I can, I have a chel kai mimal, I can be bigger than just this guy who just, you know, munches on hamburgers and does not much more. I can, I can grow. So the power that propels a person, that's why inspiration and fantasy are very critical. But if you go all over the place, they have something called statistics, a random walk, a drunken man stagger, where if somebody's totally drunk, you can be walking all day, you basically end up pretty much in the same place you started. It's because if you keep going random, it's, it's, a, it's a topic. And, and, um, it's something that is, is critical so that inspiration drives a person and seichel guides a person. And that's the critical integration of both. Yes? Going back to what Introduce you're yourself also, I'd like to get... My name's uh, Chesky Glad. <laughs> it's okay. Many of my good friends are staff members. <laughs> um, going back to what the Rosh Hashim said beforehand about um, <coughs> too much uh, Neshama becoming uh, a demon. Right. So 
from what I understand, the same parallel what the Rosh Hashiva was referring to in terms of without Gemara, other sects of Judaism drifting too far, but in a somewhat similar vein, discussing different forms of education. Perhaps what we've seen in many large swaths of Judaism over the past two years, especially coming forth an expression of perhaps there's been too much of a disconnect with reality for too long. And is it a resounding endorsement, perhaps, for a different form of education where one be more connected with the reality of the world around them? As the rest of you have said before, it would be assumption amongst all the students here that you want your kid to know a little bit of math, a little bit of science, a little. It's not such an assumption here in Eretz Israel, in many, 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 many of the Chadar, and the expectation of uh, connection with reality can lead to big problems without. Correct. It, it, it's, it's, but it's a struggle, and, and unfortunately, everything has a history. What happened was that 120 years ago, 50 years ago, when the Haskalah movement got underway, a lot of that education, which should be, and if you take a look at the Rishonim, they were all conversant with the basic ideas of what was going on. What happened was, um, with the Haskalah movement, this became the... Um, this became sort of the the battering ram of of against Yiddishkeit, and as a reaction, it drew back and so on. It, it, so it created issues. It 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 probably will reach a balance at some point, but it, it, it understand that almost none of the quote unquote balanced schools in Eastern Europe produced anything other than. Um, none from people, basically. I mean, traditional people at best. They didn't have the German type of, which was coming from a different place. And that's why the, you know, it was seen always as something to run away from. Where the future will go in America, you do have, it, it's different. America never had that problem. But, but yes, a person needs to know <coughs> some level of what the Metzias around him is, uh, or, or else uh, it, it becomes an issue. Yes? Um, Your name? Wait, wait. Hi, uh, Kobe Romanowski. Yeah. I wanted to uh, dial back to the neo-Hasidic uh, yeah. discussion. I wanted to know what the Roshiva's uh, thoughts were on Yeshiva Bakr taking time out of his week, not necessarily so much time, to uh, have a, his Bodhidus practice. Um, everything c- could have value. It's important to have somebody as a mentor. <coughs> if, if you're going... There's an expression in Yiddish. Um, I'll say it in Yiddish because it it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it feels right. And I'll translate it. As megeta if I gleichem veg treft mezach mit menschen, means if you're going on the highway, you'll meet other cars as well. It knows that your sign if the road you're going is straight and good, is are there many people taking it? So, it, so it's true that if if you don't ever pull back and don't ever miss bodate, then you never be, are more than just the average. And for a person to find a deeper part of his neshama, to, to connect himself, and that some element of his bodhidus is very positive. <coughs> the question is, again, once you start doing things that other people are not doing, you want to make sure somebody that you, you have some sort of lifeline attached. You know, when, when you're jumping out of a plane the first time, you, you would like some sort of... Uh, uh, it, it's, it's, the truth is, it's very interesting. The Musa movement, the way it started and the way it was traditional, also had his bodhisattva, but in a very different way. Rabbi Sol Salanta 
was trying to inspire Chius into, um, into Yiddishkeit. He felt it had become dry and people, the road was destroying it. He felt injecting emotion was absolutely critical to, ha- to, to make it happen. His way of doing it was as follows. In a base medrash, people interact, people talk to each other learning, people learn with each other. We will put us on the side a small, a, a, a small Beis HaMusser. Beis HaMusser was a place <laughs> devoted to learning Musa only. You only learned with yourself. You didn't interact with other people. I mean, every, you could have 100 people there, but everyone is in his own world. Everybody is very shaku in his own world. You would sing the Musa in a sing-song way so that you emotionally get lit up. You wouldn't be looking for Hidushim, but you would be looking to light the flame in your heart. So the point was his photos can be with yourself, with 100 people also. It didn't need to go to a forest. Other movements, the Vardic, which was one of the branches of Musa, did actually have Badi's photos, and they believed in it. And they, they, you know, they, they pushed it. But other movements felt you, a mature Bentora could sit in a base medrash and draw into his own world. And that was in many ways a, a more, an, a, more uh, a safer way, so to speak. So there are things that a person can move a step from the tzibur, but whenever a person is moving far from the tzibur, a person needs to, um, a person needs to have somebody can touch base with, to, to see, you know, am, am I drifting or am I moving beyond? That's a, that's a, a very important uh, evaluation. Yes? Can you describe how meditation and this this is done in the right way? Oh, we, we have this Ruch HaKodesh, we're always segueing from one question to the other one. So, so the, 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 the first thing is, the type of meditation, again, I, I'm not a mumcheret, I've heard and seen here and there and everything. Meditation where the idea where a person will sit back, think about nothing, or think about nothing that's anything, just to mutter some word, and allow some divine spirit to overtake him, either makes you a Navi. Unfortunately, Chazal said that Navim today were given over to Shaitim Oktanim. So being that most of you are missed already, that leaves only one criteria for you, and it's not, 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 not ideal. Um, and it also is, what does it mean, you know, if, if the meditation is, and this is where the Muslim meant, I, the reason why we're not affected by the Mamari Chazal we learn is because we let it flow through our mind and we don't focus on it. But if we, if we allow ourselves to sit and to think about something that's meaningful, a person takes a Maimon Chazal that struck him, and I sit and we think about it again and again and again. So, so then that's, that's a very positive form of what's called disponentness, whatever you want to call it, but that's what it was about. That, that's what Musa tried to do. That a person takes something and not let it just fly. If, if, for instance, if I tell you somebody, you know, their family's out there starving. We all feel terrible and, and it's a terrible thing. Okay, so, so you know, what's playing? That's, we don't. But, but if I sit down and mull over it again, there are kids there sitting and asking, could I have another piece of bread? And there is none. And I sit and go over it again and again it starts having an effect on the person. The, the type of meditation, so 
if the purpose of meditation is to lower your blood pressure and relax, so the mindless type of word is the best. Just, you know, to, to, Rabbi Yuchim writes a letter to his nephew. It's written, it's printed back of, of the last Taylor, possibly. It's, it, um, he, he writes that I, he was suffering from excruciating headaches, Rabbi Yuchim. He went to, con- to consult a great neurologist. The neurologist said, you're thinking too hard. You need to spend some weeks not thinking anything. And he adds, Rabbi Yuchim, I feel that this takta practice is what he preaches. The, 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 um, so if, if the purpose of the meditation is to relax a bit, then for sure sitting back and just watching the ocean murmur and connecting with the sand and the sea is, is your best bet. But if you're looking as a tool for growth, to take something that a person is... I once heard this from the Salam Rebbe's, the Nesiva Shalom's son-in-law. It was a chava of mine, it was a chavrus of mine, we neighbors, a very good friend of mine. He once told me over from the Rebbe, from the Siva Shalom, I don't know what occasion, he said it probably in Shmuz somewhere. I, I, don't, I don't remember the detail if he was there or he heard it from someone there, but Germany, after it lost World War I, at some point they had two minutes of silence to remember the terrible calamity that had befallen Germany. That's some sort of um, commemoration, I don't know exactly, but there was like a two minute when the sirens went off and everybody stood and for two minutes had to think about the calamity. Germans are very proud people, very arrogant, haughty people, losing didn't come easy to them and they took the loss very seriously. And he said, either he himself was there somehow or somebody who he said over, he said he felt that that two minutes was, was the spark that led to World War II because it allowed them to focus on their resentment, on, on, on their anger, and whatever it was, because until then it was repressed. They knew they lost, they were upset, and that was that. But the ability to sit and focus on it for two minutes lit a spark that eventually exploded into, into World War II. And that's what Hitler, Hitler um, he latched into this. This is, this is where, he had, where he fed on was this deep resentment where Germany felt they had been wronged by the world, that their pride had been destroyed, whatever it was. So when a person, when a person takes things that should be meaningful, and he goes over it again and again in his mind, rethinks it, just like when I want to be merachim on somebody, it's easy to say. When I say what Kedush is, kervasol kim tov, and a person mulls over it, he doesn't allow himself to drift off, and so on, that's when a person, that, that meditation is a, is, is a type of meditation for growth. If externals don't matter, then how come there's such an emphasis on the way that one should dress? How do these two interact with each other? And for someone to subscribe to a certain hashkafa, they also have to dress accordingly. So the word external things don't matter is kind of, it's, it's an oversimplification. Let's take a very simple example. A Kohen Gadol has to dress in a very certain way. And if he doesn't dress that certain way, everything he does is puzzle. A Kohen has to dress everything in a certain way, and he's considered a Zahar if he doesn't dress in a certain way. There are, the Gemara does talk about 
things of externalities that are important. The issue, is, the Gemara speaks of somebody who goes, Yachif, he can't have him for the Amit, and so on. Many, many, if you, if you go through, you could compile a, a long list of times when dress is, is spoken about. Uh, we change Abgadim for Shabbos. The, 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 the point of Begadim is two. We express ourselves through our lavush, and we subconsciously become, um, <coughs> we, we step into a certain identity. Let's give an example. Imagine you, you're sitting on tens of millions of dollars that you need to invest. Um, anybody with the fantasy? This is a good fantasy, this one. And, and someone recommends so-and-so is, is a brilliant investor. You'd be wise to go to him. You walk in, and he's wearing shorts, a T-shirt, and some grungy sweatshirt. Would you really feel comfortable investing with him? I doubt it. Because you feel this person looks careless. You don't feel there's any gravitas to the person. It just doesn't, doesn't it feels, you are expressing something by how, by how you dress. It's just, when we see a person who, who's wearing strange assortment of clothing, we think he's deranged, and, and, we're, and we're usually right. Because there's something, clothing expresses subconsciously who you are, what you are, and it imposes on you a self-image. When a person is dressed for an event, black tie, tuxedo, whatever it is, it, 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 it makes him feel very formal. And you're trying to, if you're trying to lend a formal air to it, and there's a certain aura about it, that's why it's important. So when a person is a yeshiva bacha, and again, whether it's, it's this, that, or the other thing, the idea is a certain level of gravitas. We all know that we look very differently when, you, when you're on a beach, when you're at a funeral, when you're at a, a, a meeting, a, a prospective uh, employer, um, and so on. We understand that the, it is important. What's unimportant is, the reason why I say it's unimportant, is for many people it becomes a substitute for the real thing. So if a person thinks putting on a glimmer or a putting on a frack with a Hamburg makes you Talmud Chacham, that's externalities. If you think putting on a Streimel and a Bekeshev makes you an Erlich Yid, that's externalities. It can help you. It, 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 these are helpful. But if you substitute one for the other, then, then you have a problem. So, so, so the, the, the Godim having a very strong impression on a person. And, and, the, and, the, um, and, and that's why in different, every, every Mokum Torah has its own way of expressing it. If, if it, all that remains is that, that's when you have uh, a, an issue. This question is by somebody in Shanabet. For guys our age, after getting a taste of learning in yeshiva, it's hard to measure if we should, and if so, how many more years we should remain in yeshiva full-time. And if we do decide to continue yeshiva full-time, then how do we know when to stop yeshiva full-time and focus on parnasah without cutting ourselves short in our growth in Avodah Hashem? Um, th- th- this is, Baruch Hashem, this is one of the questions that people grapple with. I- people need to grapple with it because the, the Mahalach, the Rambam himself 
in one place writes that a person should not depend on charity and you know say I'll, I'll learn and take tzedakah. Another place he says a person who's not very uh, libo and, and, and so on, a Kachbo will provide for him. <coughs> Torah and Derech Eretz are in a certain sense associated with each other. It means a person needs to be on a, on a much higher madrega if he expects to do things that are not with the mahal of the world. And having a personal rebbe, there's no klal for it. There can't be a klal for these things. That every person must reach some Adragan learning, that's a must. That every person has to deal with reality, that's a must. How to balance the two, where am I holding, what's, what's right for me? <coughs> Having a Rebbe that understands you and understands the goals, that's critical for this. It's very, there's no way this could, be, this could be done in a wholesale way. Even though Baruch Hashem today, there's many that's become a huge Sibur, it, it, it should never be Yeshiva. It should be a, a, it, there should be many, many Yechidim. In other words, it could be the same amount of, of, of... But every person who undertakes to devote a lifetime to learning needs to see himself as a Yechid. Yechidim is, is a criteria in, in, in the midst. Mishnah Tainus, Yechidim begin Mishanin. doesn't say how many. Yechidim could be many. But, but a person is doing something different than the Mahalach of the world. Let's take something similar, in, I guess, parallel. Um, the Ramban says, that for somebody who's a true Maimon and a true Dovin doctors are not for him. Who has the right to say that? It's a, it's a decision. It's, you can't just say, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Ramban Shita. The, 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 you might be a Rotzech if you don't have Ramban Shita. It, you need to have somebody who's a guide who can tell you, yes, you're a person who needs to dedicate his life learning, and you're the one that needs to have that level of bitachen. Or somebody can say, a few more years will do you tremendous benefit, and then this is a, a career that makes sense for you, and so on. This, these need to be individual decisions with, with an appropriate mentor, Rebbe. Could the Rosh explain the concept of Das Torah? One second. Yes. Um, I wanted to know what the Rosh opinion that is on, uh, as far as Parnassa, how to uh, measure where one's holding as far as his immunity is Ishtadlus, and how much Ishtadlus needs to put in for his Parnassa. Again, it, it, it needs two things, and, and I, I, I want to air the point. Obviously, again, it's, it's, there's no way to give a cloud clear out. But the one thing I do want to reinforce is there's an amuna that a person is sincere about, but it's not really him. L let's give an example. A person says, I'm not going to work. Um, I'm, I'm, I have an amuna. be talking about Shparuch. Wonderful. Then the person is willing to cut a corner somewhere, to do something that's not right 100%. He, he is upset because somebody else took the job that he thought would go for him. And the person acts way. That seems to show, I don't say something. If you're a real Maimon, what happened over here? And there's a famous story, I think they say in Rebbe Salanta, that he said that if you have full bitachon, then anything you want, you got to He asked him, so someone asked him, I bought a lottery ticket. If I have full bitachon, will HaKadosh Baruch Hu give it to me? He says, yeah. He says, Rebbe, are you sure? He says, I'm so sure that I'm willing to offer you now 50% of the prize. So he said, great. He says, so you don't believe you're going to win. Because if you had $100 million in, in the bank and I gave you 50 for that, there's no way in the world you would change it. The terrorists is, you're not. 
sometimes a person can fool himself. Having that level of bitachin is a very strong madrega. And, and again, it, it, a person may sincerely want it and sincerely have that, but can he handle life like that and, and not be upset or disappointed? So a person was banking on X to happen. I once had, I'll, I'll, I'll share a story. Someone was telling me once, this person was kind of proud of himself that he was raising money for something or other. He went to a certain wealthy man who he assumed would be giving him a lot of money for it and so on. And the person turned him down. So the person says, you know, I told him, don't think you are Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish Baruch Hu gives. You're not the one who gives. You know, and if it's not you, someone else have to schus and on and on. The guy gave him a strong musashmuz about, about Bitochet. And the guy felt proud of himself. I didn't, I didn't answer because I knew that the, the, the conversation would kind of be endless. But let's imagine a parallel scenario. This person knocks on a door and, and he gives this pitch and the guy says, one minute, why you come to me? He says, everyone knows Mr. Goldstein is, the, is, is gives the, he says, no, I, I'm Goldberg, Goldstein lives a floor on top. What would the response be? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please, please, I, I go there. If you really thought that it's, that it's, Akash Brochen, it's a mistake with a Goldstein Goldberg, you wouldn't give that Mr. Shmuz. You're giving the Mr. because you need to reassure yourself. It's not genuine. And it's very hard for someone to really be Botech Akash Baruch That's incredible. That, that, that takes a lifetime of Avodah. And, and every stage is, is different. And that's why a person can be sincere. But when you're taking, a person has a family, he has a responsibility to a family. That's a very strong Achrayas. If a person has real money bitachin, the person has a special place in Kajbaru. But if a person, it's because he doesn't feel the press of the responsibility that he's so flippant to, 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 to Emuna, then I'll, I'll share a, a, a story. My Shver, I don't know, my Shver was the Mirror Shiva, Rabbeinish um, Finkel. He, he was a person that detested put ons. And in, in things that weren't real. And he also had a very sharp sense of humor. So, but yeah, Yom, there was a Shabbos. We were there in the house for Shabbos. Months of Shabbos were about to leave the house, open the door, and there's a dog there that looked like it had better days. It looked kind of rabid. I haven't seen a rabid dog, but it, it, looked, it looked apart. It, it didn't look like the type of... It's a small hallway, so he slammed the door shut, and we're there. I'm trying to figure out what to do, how to get out. My father had a neighbor, very sharp guy, real lets, very good friends at Neshver. He saw the commotion, asked what happened. So he said, Banish, don't worry. So he gave him a whole drasha. It, it was kind of a debate was too much for Neshver. So he told everybody to stand inside. He walked out and kicked the dog upstairs to his house. And then he yells out and he says, says, Don't worry, it's all the Seder. It's, you know, it's a very, yes, without Bitochen Amuna, a person is not a, a Maimon. Bitochen is the, is, so the first place to get is cutting corners. A person is in business and he has to cut a corner or not. That's the first test. Learning many years, a few years, are usually required to be talking. But something that's within the range of what the world does, 
And today, Baruch Hashem, there is a way paved for people to learn quite a few years with Hatzlacha. Then a person's bitachon needs only certain madrega. To do something which, which is really fun, a person needs to be emes with himself. And there are people like that, obviously. But again, it, 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 it's not just a question of, of subscribing to it. It's a question of Ramachi Varnash Asagidim. Yeah? Could the Rosh Shiva explain the concept of Das Torah? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that a, a lot is swept under it. But let, let's, let's try to ex- explain what, it, what, it, what I think it means. There are, let's take the two extremes first. It's always easier to get to see the, there are halachas and shacharach. Fairly straightforward halachas. And someone to tell me what it says in shacharach, so the person knows, he knows. That's not that story, that's what it says in shacharach. On the other hand, what kind of business will go well? Where will I get the good Parnassah from? That, if a person knows business, knows business. Being a Talmud Chacham, some Talmud Chacham are extremely smart and astute, and they may have some, but it has nothing to do with Dastar either. But then there are issues where it's, it's a, it's, it has a Torah value, but it's not easily structured for instance, there's a child that has medical needs. For me to address it well means devoting a lot of the family's efforts and time to this child to the detriment of other children. Unfortunately, something happens quite often. What's right and what's wrong? How much? That's not a question that doctor should answer or a social worker. They may tell you what's comfortable. They may tell you the price you're going to pay. But should I pay the price or not? The Torah has nothing to say about this. But there's no similar shacharach about it. So I'm looking for somebody who is so steeped in Torah that his instinctive application to an area that's not a clear halacha is Torahic. Let's take the political example. Being in a political situation requires compromise. You're part of a, a, of a, a country, you're part of a parliament, you're part of a coalition. There's a give and take. There's a statement being made by being there. You're going to choose, pick and choose issues. Is, is this more important? Is that more important? Are they, a, a good politician can tell you what'll work, but he can't tell you what's more important. Um, there is no similar shakarach that you can apply easily. But you, but, so, but you want to approach it, what would the Torah want me to do? And the only way that I could approach that is by have, taking a person who I feel his whole metzias is Torah and running it by him. And there might be varying answers. Satan Rav was Das Torah, Rabban Kotl was Das Torah, Rav Kook was Das Torah. They had extraordinarily divergent opinions. But each person was totally rooted in Torah, permeated his being, and, and the people who were there tell me them, that's the derech, and that was appropriate. The, the question of should we belong to the coalition or not is not a question for politicians. Politicians could tell me what can I possibly get out of being one of the coalition, and what price I pay for, I'm not. That's what a politician does. A, a posek 
can tell you what it says in Shaharach. But this is a real situation. And to say that the Torah doesn't have a direction wants me to act. The fact that we have such three different divergent ways doesn't make a difference. I did what's right. My Rebbe, who I feel embodies that, directed in this direction. And that's the emiss of this mahalach. And they have different mahalachim, different emiss. But as long as the person who's, as long as the question is a, is a question of, of values, Torah values, and the question is how to apply it to, to the, to, to the Metzias, and the person is a person who's steeped in Torah and his opinions come from there, that's called Das Torah. Yes? And, <laughs> that's that's politics, um, in, in specific Israeli politics, where, when, when that's the greatest question of politics. Israeli politics <laughs> is like the, the politics of politics. Yeah. Kenya, boo. And, <laughs> and, and when, and when does a person say that they, that, uh, or how does a person judge whether the, whether the, the questions asked to the das tera whether they have all the facts on the ground? Does das tera always know every single fact, or there are people who are feeding das tera information? And how does a person deal with that? So, I, I can, I, I guess, the mission of Ein Ladav Saif. We, you have to, I, I, you do feel that each of the different of the different groups of people, there is a certain arrow point in a certain direction, and whether each detail was asked exactly should be or not, you have no choice. We, we, it's, it's by far better than saying we didn't even bother to, 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 to discuss it. So, you know, this is a reality. This is how you have to go with it. And you, you, what you do feel and what you do believe is that in the overall picture, um, there's, there, 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 it's going in a direction that, that, that is sort of paved by, by a personality. There's no, there's no better way than that. I mean, especially when it comes to politics, and I think this is something to understand. We cannot act as a tzibur unless we're mevatle ourselves to, to a mechanism of some sort. If everybody can give his opinion and everything and act on it that way, then the power that we have as a tzibur um, would, would, would go no place. This is true of any type of movement. And every movement it requires a certain spotless and to say yourself, I know it's flawed, I know the system has flaws in it, but for better or for worse, at least we're going someplace. If everyone does what they want on any issue, they're going no place. This is, this is one of the, it's one of the problems of our generation. It's, it's in a place like, you know, in a place like in America, where there's, there's no real structure, so when everybody does what they want, it's nice, but you can't ever get a real koach to act in a very, very focused way on, on, on something. So you take the flaws and you say, okay, this is what it is. But I think more or less, this is sort of the direction that, this is my derech, this is the sheet, this is the derech of my rebellion, and this is, this is the way we go. And if on a particular issue, the, the Gabe said this, he didn't say that, what, what's my other choice? I'm serious, you know, it, it, there's always got there's always people, you know, <laughs> there is always that, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to be realistic, this is the way it works, it's, cl it's clunky, it's creaky, but it's going, it's, listen, I, if somebody would have said 70 years ago, or even 50 years ago, that this is what it would look like, so many people sitting and learning, so many people in Kai Mitzvahs, so much, 
When I, when I was growing up as a young boy in America, America was headed very strongly to the tubes in Yiddishkeit. Orthodox shuls were becoming conservative or less by the dozens. The question was just when the shul would become conservative. The younger generation was much, the first generation that come from Europe was observant, the second generation was traditional, the third generation said Kaddish. That was, that was, the, that was, the, that was the tour of it. There was no way that anyone could have explained that this is what it would look like, that boys growing up in America, in regular America, would be sitting here with, with learning and, and asking these type of questions. That wouldn't be the questions you'd be asking, and that wouldn't be what happening. And the, the, the backward yeshiva movement and the backward Hasidic movement triumphed. And it's very hard to understand why. It made no sense. You know, in, in, in the, the common wisdom was conservative movement was the common wisdom. Okay, listen, you can't have all the halachas. It's America. It's over with. We'll give the main things, the sermon of the rabbi, the kiddush, the, the, the important things in Yiddishkeit. That, that, that'll stay. You know, the kids will sing and kalakainu. That was it. It made sense. It, 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 that, that was the direction. Things were going that direction. How did this happen? How, how did it happen? That that, that 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 became the norm, but it was led by, the, you know, the, the whole Hasidic movement in America. It's incredible. Nobody had a beard. Nobody had a beard in Payas until Satmarov came, and Satmarov um, shamed people into into looking the old, wearing the old avush, and it took off. And the high birth rate is not an explanation. It's it's a result. It's the fact that people were willing to live that life and have some kids. Why would that be that way? In, in other words. And again, that story is not any particular issue where a particular government says that. The direction that was given was a direction that, look, it, it, it's whether you can explain it rationally or mystically, it makes no difference. It definitely created, is, is, are there a lot of issues that we've just, of course, and, and we have to adjust our issues, the next generation, we have to adjust the next issues, unless Bezal Hashem comes, but then he'll adjust the issues. But, we have, but, but at the end of the day, it was... The, the, the smart, wise people, the rational, smart, wise people said many rational, wise, and smart things. It didn't succeed. What succeeded was it, any movement that had strong Torah personalities is, is the reason why Yeshiva University succeeded was because of Salvechik. It had nothing to do with the shita. It had nothing to do with, with the board of directors or the board of executives. I don't know what, what type of board. It, despite the board's Lemineyhem, Rav was an overpowering Torah figure. And, and people saw or And, and, and that's, that's what happened. It had nothing to do with the system. The, it, it, in as much as the system followed him, it, it, it created him. Much is not saying that it did, but, but it wasn't... So Duster has proven itself. Are, are, there, are there many issues in, in, in this, that? Of course. But, but in the big picture, never forget that. Yes? Um, if, if one is, uh, has a secular job and is not learning most of the debt, are they still able to acquire this Duster? Hard to understand how. In other words, Duster means I'm really giving over. Let me give you a, a muscle is something in a very different area. Medicine. So a person comes in with some symptoms. So a good doctor knows exactly which tests to subscribe. They get lab results. And usually 
you could have a computer prescribe the medicine and the, and the course of action. Not a problem. Occasionally, you either get somebody with baffling symptoms or that, that the tests ran and nothing happened, or let's say before tests come, person that have the ability to exercise, you have a doctor who's been around a long time and he spends his life in it, will look at it and say, nah, or I'm telling you it's this. It's a certain intuition bred from living it, from being part of it. So, so, so this is what we're looking for. Because we don't have a clear mucker, it's not a clear psak. A, a psak that can have rias, clear rias and clear <coughs> terutsim and so on, that depends on the truva itself. If the truva is, is written well correctly. So Beis Ephraim was, was somebody who was a businessman and yet was, was a profound Tamil Chacham. When you're talking about issues like this, you're trying, you want that the person's metzias should be called Kulaytaira. And yes, they have been over, like Beis Ephraim was an example. Beis Ephraim was a, 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 a Adam Gadol, and yet he was a, a, a successful businessman. <laughs> but generally, you want somebody that his answer is coming from the world he's coming from. Understand something. We instinctively, um, we instinctively impose a certain picture we have. If I grow up in America, the American way of doing things is the default, and that seems right to me. A person who's steeped in Torah, so what the Torah says seems right. And the fact that things are different in the world around needs explanation. That it, in other words, it, the, the olive araya is to change from it. So for a situation like that, you're looking for that. And, and I'll tell you, the big people, the big people who've made these differences in Kali Yisrael were invariably people that were kol kol in it. I'll tell you, the, the people in America, Rav Salvechik, Rav Katla, Satmar Rav, Baba Trevi. The, the common denominator of all these people was they were kol kuloi, and they were extraordinarily different and extraordinarily divergent to Rachim. But the, they were totally kol kulo, and they gave direction based on the innocence of Torah. Yeah. Why do yeshiva students not serve in the Israeli army? Isn't it a mitzvah or maybe even a chiyah? So here's a place where actually, I, you, I hope you get double pay if these are the questions you get hit by every day in the yeshiva or, or, or asking you, you. I would definitely ask for hardship or, or something like that. Um, there's, there's, there are two issues here. And like before, we spoke about knowing the realities on the ground and knowing the realities on the ground were that it's a very, very difficult, A, it's a very difficult environment to retain a real level of transmitters. It it's not that it hasn't been done, but as a rule, it's something which is very difficult. Two, it's something which um, building up the three years that you, that, that you, that you went to the army are really the three best years, the found, foundational in a person's nefesh, wanting the, um, wanting the people that they're, they're, they're cornerstone. It's just like, let's take something which is le less of a mitzvah and has less charge to it. Something like college. It's, if a person wants a professional career, college is a necessity. There's a big difference if a person goes to college in younger years or much later. And the difference is between who you are and what tools you have at your disposal. From the ages of 18 to 23, a person really forges who he is. 
After that, slowly a person begins to be he is who he is, and he is um, and he, and he's acquiring tools to act in a certain way. It's extremely, extremely vital to us that the children, that our children, as a father of Israeli children, um, be B'nai Torah through and through. Yomi is an environment. It has its values. It has things. The other side is, yes, somebody is standing and being shot at. Um, is there a way, you know, it, 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 it should be something that, that we, we need to weigh. It's not something that should be taken lightly at all. Um, it's, it's, um, there's a certain level of predicament to it. Different, you know, it, it, different groups, the Datilo Mi has chosen to serve the army, to serve proudly in the army. It, it, part of it has been very successful in terms of people keeping at Shmir Saris Mitzvahs in, in, in ways that are extraordinarily laudable, um, sacrificing the lives in ways that are extraordinarily laudable. It's taken a toll also, not only for the people that just dumped it, but for people who came out very lukewarm, um, it, it, it has suffered the ability to create very, very powerful Kos Torah. The flip side is places that have done that, that have you know, no army and so on, there's a disconnect. And it's something that, <coughs> it, 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 it's, it's something that should be agonized on. You know, Achechem Yetzel Mochama, so it, it's, we understand Yechidim, but the Tzibur, on the other hand, do I want my child to be anything but 100% committed to these values? Those are issues that need to be agonized. Um, and like I said, every group has shown certain atzlachas <coughs> and certain issues. I, you know, so, so just to say it's a mitzvah, when the mitzvah comes at a toll, is, it, it's, it's way <coughs> oversimplifying it. But the, the, but the, the, the more, the, the strong issue of so we, my, my society, society <coughs> will stand aside and someone else will take the bullets, those are very tough questions. And it's something, I don't know if there's a clear resolution, but at least people should be, should, should be weighing it and, and, and understanding that there's, <coughs> that, that there's none, of this, no, none of the directions are, are without, without their issues. Last question. When surrounded by Goyim, should you keep your Jewish identity quiet or should you display full confidence? So I would say two points. First of all, I assume it's not dangerous. I assume we're talking about a situation where it's not a Sakana. If it's a Sakana, obviously. But a person also needs to be very honest with himself. And this is why learning how to introspect appropriately. Is it, so obviously, I mean, our, my yeshiva levush is a compromise. People used to look like Satna Chassidim, and uh, I don't look like one. Uh, the fact that my jacket is cut, the fact that I wear a tie, the fact that uh, my beard is cut a bit, and whatever it is, the fact my children shave, the, the, all, all of the, those are compromises to interact in a way that's kind of dignified and so on. So there was, there was a certain level by some people and in other societies, it, it, um, you know, by Chassidim, it wasn't done like that. The, um, so, so at least from the world I'm coming from, there is on the one hand, so if you're in a business, you want to have a comfort level of, of 
being presenting yourself in a way that it's 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 comfortable enough. On the other hand, feeling a little bit different is positive. Um, you know, I am who I am, and I'm not I'm not one of them. I I act respectfully, civilly, compassionately, but I'm not one of the chevra. That's a critical part of it, and that's why um, it's important to retain as much of your Jewish identity as, as, as is possible. Uh, someone who lives today in a metropolitan areas, there's no problem wearing a yarmulke, there's no problem, you know, it sits as not be flying out, but, but the person can carry himself differently. So it's a balance between interacting in a way that's dignified and natural to being, to being, um, to, to beginning to want to be like them. Um, I once heard, I think Rabbi Zalman Nechemia told me, he said, he quoted me a Pasuk in Dvarim, if you'll come to, to, the, to, 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 the, to the, when you come into Etzron, you look around and see all these nations, and you said, uh, and it says over there, I'll be like one of them. I don't remember which, there are a few Pasukim similar. And he said, you know, it's for no other reason than just to be like them. It's instinctive. A healthy human being wants to fit his, into his environment. It's an assimilation. It's a healthy part of it. When I'm part of a society, that's why we all dress pretty much alike. That's why we all kind of act alike. In every society, you have people, you know, people fit in. So there's a, one of the drives of assimilation is to be like a best. It's, it's, it's weird. It's strange. I don't want to be different. That's, that's not a positive value. We, we've dealt Eschem that we need to be nivdal from the Umas Olam is a positive value. The balance between being able to function um, and so on, if you're, if you're a doctor and you're wearing big beard and pays and so on, it's going to be hard to, to interact with, with, with uh, non-Jews or even secular Jews, not gonna, if you're in business. So, so the balance, every, every society, every derech reached its balance. But at the end of the day, no matter how much, how westernized you look, you need to be comfortable with creating that half dollar. Um, whether it's a yarmulke, whether it's everything, the fact that you're cut more formal, a cut more um, put together, is an important statement that I'm different. In a subtle way, it's like we said before about externalities, that it's something which divides us from other people. It's a statement to ourselves. I am different. I can act, I can interact perfectly with other people, but I'm interacting. I'm not absorbed by them. And that's, that's what being a Yid is all about. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, something which is, uh, I was once speaking to a group of people, very highly regarded professionals who became Balachuva, and the biggest sign for many of them was the realization, I'm not, I'm not part of the corporate family anymore. I have a different family. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not one of them. I am a person who works for them and works well and interacts well and so on. I am not one of them. Akaponim, I'm, I'm really impressed by the by the you know by the the range of of, of uh, questions, topics, and things that people um, struggle with over here, and that people work with. And as long as as a person is struggling with it and looking for real answers and willing to do what it takes to do right, Hashem, and you have wonderful Rebbeim. Will guide you right, and Bez Hashem, 
you'll, you'll, uh, maybe you'll answer some questions someday. Okay. One thing is the opportunity to express a tremendous Akar Sato, so I will be asking to come tonight, quarter to 12, midnight on a Thursday night, giving us the chizuk, really, adracha. And we look forward to seeing you more than once here, B'zad Hashem. B'zad Hashem. Shalosh Pram Hashem, at least. Downstairs, the guys are trying to respond to the Mishmar, there are the birthday cakes, and there are a lot of...